What's happening? Welcome to the first season of Apples and Snakes, the podcast. I'm your host, Yomi Shode. And this season, we will be focusing on what it means to be black, British and a poet or spoken word artist. If you're interested in getting a greater insight into the journeys of some of your faves, then join us and keep listening. Saying that, if you do like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, we're back in for part two of our conversation. I'm talking to Kat Francois and Reese Williams. It's okay to have beautiful work, but even beautiful work has to connect. I don't just want poets yes. or playwrights to read my work. I remember being a young girl and picking up um, Alice Walker, The Colour Purple. Yeah. And the beautiful simplicity and emotion in that book is what has touched me yeah. and what inspired me. You know, as much as I love Toni Morrison, I ain't going to lie. i got to read her things at least a few times, break that down, get out of the room, I'll mark underneath, look in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's not front her stuff. It's not easy. Anyone who tells me it's easy to read, you're lying. you got to read them things. to go along with that. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. you got to read them things a few times. you got to get the student yeah. notes to go with that. you got to get the thesaurus and the dictionary out. you got to go back again. you got to read some reviews. Say, oh, okay, I get it now. Get now. now there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not that kind of writer. I want people to just pick up my work and be able to just step into my world step into the language and be smothered in it and embraced in it get to the story so for me that's why language is important because it's the telling the stories that are going to reach the people that really need it I'm sorry I don't want to reach an academic with my work an academic doesn't need what I'm doing mm. the young little black girl in the estate middle of the estate needs what I'm doing mm. 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 Uh, a little black boy needs what I'm doing a geeky a geeky thought like listen when 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 it was time to write for Cole right I was like whoa I got this much room to be writing my own stuff and it's not like limited in stanza form and all this stuff and blah blah for a poem I felt like I had the breath of like room to write when it was for theatre um, what was it like for you, your side in terms of just like, was it limiting? I, I found, I was like, this room that I've got to just write this scene is incredible. But then I'm like, whoa, how much, how much do I write right now in terms of this story and to share it? And then the editing process, what mm. talk to me about like raising Lazarus was, was, was huge. And Reese, like in terms of theatre, what was your relationship in terms of that? some of the transitions from the poem to like writing for stuff for like theatre and and what was that like? Really interesting question. I think for me, in terms of writing for theatre, I was always a fan of theatre as an audience member before I got into writing for theatre or even thinking that I could write for theatre. Mm. Um, one thing that I've always been blessed with in my house is we're a house of books. My mum is an avid reader and, I, and you know, from a young age, and I make this joke, and it's, it's a true story. Um, at, at the age of seven, I was reading Crime and Punishment, not to necessarily to comprehend it and take it in, but because I'd passed, I'd passed the Biff, Chip and Kipper and, you know, that kind of element. Mm. And one thing that she did have lots of was plays. Mm. I remember reading them and doing my best to understand them, never thinking that, you know, 20 years later, I'd come back to it and it would be, would be a thing. Um, and I think for me, um, there's so much that you can do with theatre and so much that you can do with, I guess, anything that's longer than poetry form, whether that even be music, whether that be um, short stories, whether that be kind of writing fiction. 
there's so much that you can do mm. um, with those longer forms that you simply can't do with poetry. You know, you, if you're thinking for performance, definitely for performance. I don't know about you guys, but I've got a short attention span. Unless you are the most sensational poet I've come across, 15 minutes of any poet, <laughs> and I'm starting to fidget a little bit. <laughs> and that's with the greatest respect. I love poetry. I, I consume poetry seven days a week. But, you know, you ain't going to get me to sit down and see one poet for an hour straight. I'll be honest with you. Mm. You know, at, at some point I'm thinking, what's on the stove tonight? Um, what am I yamming? Mm. I wonder what time EastEnders is starting. Well, not EastEnders. I don't watch EastEnders. But, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. Coronation like, Street, that's your side, Yeah, Cora. Bit of Cora. <laughs> yeah. So I think for, for me, kind of theatre was a natural progression in, in, into how can I tell a story in a way that I've not been able to tell it in poetry so far. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I endorse everything you said, you know. I just think at the end of the day, first and foremost, we're writers and we find a, and we work in forms and sometimes the first form some of us find is poetry mm, and then yeah. we expand. And mm. I say that to any of the writers, young writers I work with, you know, be prepared to turn your pen to any form. Because mm, yes. one time you can write, you can write. You just have to learn how to write, whether it's for the screen, whether it's for plays, whether it's for adverts, especially as, you know, as much as we might all love poetry, we know that ish don't pay. Mm. So, do you know what I mean? You better learn how to write something. <laughs> Learn how to write something else. That's what I say to them from day dot. Don't be snooty now. Learn how to write something else because poetry is not going to put, you know what I mean, food on your table and it's not going to yes. pay your mortgage. So you need to learn to write in all forms. And yeah, I think for me, yeah, same way as dance couldn't contain me, poetry couldn't contain me. Mm. And I learned that, you know, I am a performance artist mm. and I use whatever whatever is available yeah whatever is available well, listen if I could spin in my head and walk to tightrope and do my poetry and sing and dance at the same time they will be in my place too anything that I can do yeah yeah <laughs> they, go in, they go into my work so you know so the theatre was yeah I mean I miss that I miss that I don't know about no. you but I miss that live audience no for real um, I was thinking about raising Lazarus the other day. When am I ever going to get to? Yeah, will I ever real. perform it again? Like I, I miss that. There's, you know, because I learned from a young age, you know, how to work that room, how to respond to an audience, how to respond to that warmth, how to shift and choose a different poem if one didn't drop, how not to be intimidated mm. if the audience was absolutely quiet. That used to throw me. Yeah. But I just think they were thrown by me. Yeah. Yep. So I'm throwing them, they're quiet, they throw me. And then I used to be like, uh -huh. and then I realized, oh no, you got to grow bigger. You don't grow smaller. They're responding like that. Not because they don't like what you're doing. They don't know what the hell to do with you. Yeah. They, you know, yes. <laughs> you and give the people a chance to breathe now, you know. And sometimes you got to rough them up in the same way. That, uh, as you're saying, I'm thinking about um, Younger Than To Be performed in Berlin a couple of years ago. Mm. And um, we're at the Shalbuna, which is a beautiful venue, uh, fantastic venue. And we're closing this festival, um, this international festival. And we're doing this set. And I, I'm sensing, I'm, I'm, again, we've rehearsed it. We know what poem's mm -hmm. coming next. And I'm sensing the audience is a little too comfortable. I'm seeing enough people skinny tea. And it felt a little bit like, mm -hmm. are these... Black entertainment. Are, are these intellectual young black people mm. really ticking some boxes and making us feel some stuff? And I went up and I skinned tea and they're genuinely thinking they're going to get a comedy from Reese mm. poem. Mm. And I gave them Tamir Rice, mm. a poem about Tamir Rice. And I remember looking at the front row and there's a particular couple that are sobbing mm. as I'm doing the poem. And I, I'm, I left that stage and I've never felt so good coming off the stage in my whole life. 
I, yeah, you're right. Rough them up, rough them up, rough them up. Yeah. That's what seven times me done. I start with, you know, and the, the girly stuff, and I've got everybody on my side, and by the end, everyone's like, oh, I know her, she's my friend. I mean, lash them with the police violence at the end. Do you know what I mean? Lash them. And it was on purpose. It was the story arc that I threw it up. I mean, oh you know, because God. sometimes people can't relate to us because they don't feel like they know us. So the whole point of the play was so to true. get people like this girl to get people to know them and at the end when you got I got licked by the police violence they felt it because they felt like they knew me they were invested in me Um, I I am I'm wondering what we lose right so I remember distinctly Kat our shows I was scratching coat at the time Mm. And your show was also on in, in one of the arts venues and it was the first two shows to sell out and the other shows took their good time to, to, to do what they did and respectfully. But our shows sold out, I think, within a, a 24 to 48 mm. hour period. And the majority of the audience, because I attended, I attended your show that, that, at, that, at that specific time. Mm. And the majority of the audience in your show and my show, they looked like, uh, like us. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly saying to the producer at the time and, and, going forward that there is, and I think I'm not sure if we had a discussion around it, but it was something along the lines of there are people out there that want to see representation, mm-hmm. hear our stories. And so I was in Gloucester and, and via Strike a Light and I done coke there and people that weren't even necessarily, I weren't even Nigerian for the most part, but they were from the Caribbean, they're from different walks well, of black, earth. that's enough, you know, mm-hmm. like when we see black people on the TV, yeah. the, the whole family be running down. They were, listen, folks from different communities mm-hmm. that were that were non-white, they attended that show and they sat, and one, 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 um, elderly woman from the Caribbean community she looked at me you know like, she just, like she's come up to me she held my hand and she was like thank you I was just like and 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 even in her thank you I can just sense how a community is deprived of stories that even even necessarily from their community that they just needed just to hear the jokes and the syntax and the language and everything that we've spoken about so far and now I'm really thinking about telling our stories and what 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 we lose if we don't continue? And I don't really like to speak in a way for but for the purpose of this, it's mm. almost like, do, can we talk on if this isn't the case and we're not telling our our stories? What do we lose? And what is what potentially could happen? <laughs> we lose everything, <laughs> don't we? We 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 do, and I think again, I'm, I'm speaking to that generation cat that came before my generation. If we didn't see people like Kat Francois on the national level, if we didn't see people like Shirley May, if we didn't see people like Linton Kwesi Johnson, if we didn't see people like Roger, we didn't see people like, you know, Jacob Sumner Rose doing those things and articulating their truth and speaking that truth and holding space, Mm. holding down space. How can our stories exist? Mm. And again, going back to that element of we, we we are a people that, we are the most spoken on. Mm. You know? Yeah, everybody everybody's, got everybody... everybody's got something to say about us. But everybody, that's... yeah. And even if those 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 things are um are positive stereotypes, you know, and I say that very, very loosely, I don't think there's such a thing as a positive stereotype, but even if it's, you know, the assumption that 
you know, because you're black, you're quick at running or because you're black, you're the one that's going to hold that dance floor. Somebody has something to say. Mm. I'd rather that it be us that says it. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's really important that we tell our own stories. And, you know, we can we can be story gatherers. They don't always have to be I-I stories. You know, yeah. Reese, that piece yeah. she was talking about, it is important, you know, that we do stretch out. You know, I'd, I'd we, you know, I want to, get my head down and start the novel about Caribbean soldiers in the First World War and mm. stretch out rather than, a, you know, just keep it to one character like I did with Lazarus. And there's many stories I want to write. Um, and, you know, and also I look out and I look out at some of the, you know, what the female poets are doing or, and, you know, there's a lot of stories for me as a black woman, as a black Caribbean woman. Our stories are not out there, you mm. know, and I feel... You know, I've got to be brave and I've got to go out there and I've got to tell some of those stories. Otherwise, the stories get lost. Look at how many of the elders we're losing at the moment. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, true. you know, I had a 94-year-old relative pass this week. Wow. My Sorry. grandmother's first cousin. He was our eldest Uncle Isaac, our eldest relative mm. in the UK from Grenada. And that's a big loss to the family because that the knowledge, the stories that man held... Um, you know, luckily my, my, um, great aunt who's 94, my grandma's sister, she got it, but she made it through and she never wants me to record her, to interview her, but I might not <laughs> record her when she's, when we can, I think I'm just going to go around and sit down and just write some notes instead. Cause mm. those stories are so, 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 oh. so, so important. Mm. Um, especially the Caribbean stories, I think. Well, all the black stories are important, but I feel that, you know, with the Rindrush and there's these voices that are only just starting to get out mm. yep. that we need to draw out more. And I think also there's this thing, especially I think with Caribbean women and, and many of our cultures, don't air your dirty laundry. Mm. Don't talk about certain things. Mm. Um so nobody really understands the trauma that we go through because we're hiding the trauma. And I think one thing lockdown and the corona's done is blown a lot of that open. Mm -hmm. So maybe people's tongues are a little bit looser or maybe we're finally talking about things that we haven't talked about before. But this is why artists can make their own people feel uncomfortable because we do air the dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. One of the pieces I've been yep. working on with my Monday group, we still meet online. We were interviewing... Um, we were interviewing um, black psychologists mm. and psychiatrists and counsellors just talking about why so many of our people have difficulty engaging in therapy. Yeah. Because, you know, they're going to be working on a piece around that. And That's um, important work. It sounds like really important work as well. This is why what we're doing is really important. If that's we so don't poke, if we don't push, that's what I'm saying. I'm that child. I'm the child of relatives so, don't even like to chat about, chat in front of because I might chat their business. It's bad now, you know. They know <laughs> what I'm like at my place. So no one don't want to tell me nothing. I um I <laughs> I think that kind of leads to a really nice place now in terms of the future. So I was talking to um Khadija Ibrahim and in terms of Leeds Young Authors. And she was like, listen, we're running this for 17 years. Yeah, there's a point in which there's that, there's that the step back. And in that step back, there is also that move in terms of like, it's not only a step back, it's a thing of you pay it forward. So now other, some of the, some of the poets and lead young authors, they've grown now. They're, they're running their own thing. They're journalists, they are novelists, they are folks that adapt, that their works are adapted for, for, for TV and for screen and what have you. 
I know, and I guess I'm, again, leaning to your work, both of you, you work with young people, young adults, and you've been doing that for some time, right? Um, you've created platforms in which that work continues to just support young writers. I know word for word running for time. I know that it was definitely a template when Boxed In was being considered to kind of run, like it was that thing of word for word has been doing this and I don't know. I feel like a good majority of this poetry scene, for the most part, they have touched that word for word stage at some point in their own careers. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Young Identity, the work that Shirley May reached that you're doing as well. It's almost like you're working with these young writers to really grow, to be their best selves. Where mm -hmm. And if we're talking about our own stories and owning our own stories now, what is that relationship like? Is it, is, I, I, okay, are you still carrying the same vim that you're carrying with yourself and you're, and you're pointing it to the writers? And Reese, is it the same thing? Is it more strategic as well as with the poetry? Like it's not only lying in the poetry, it's also now a thing of it needs to move to, you're going to be in these meetings and you're going to be meeting some folks that are going to probably want this, 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 this out of you, but you need to hold your own integrity. And this is how you do so. Because I think there's going to be a shift. Poetry's kind of, it has this boom period, right? Mm -hmm. Poetry has this moment where, yeah, man, no one's talking about it. Boom, mm -hmm. something happens. It's gone. The window's open for like, what, <laughs> one year? And then the window closes again, right? So in that spot yeah. where the window, when the window opens, do poets need to now start thinking more business-minded as well as keeping the vim in their in their works. So yeah, I don't know how we take that, but it's talking about I, that engagement. That's such, such a loaded question, Yomi. I think for me, the first thing that's coming to mind, um, and this is, I guess, what, what speaks to where I'm at with my my creativity at the minute, is when I think of the reason why the young people that I've mentored over the years of Young Identity have kind of vibed with me and got something from me is because I, I've, I've always had something going mm. for me, whether that's I'm performing all the time. I'm one of the well, at the time I was one of the busiest people that spoke with CD Manchester. There's not a night in Manchester that I will not go. If you got money for me, I feel I'll like perform and I'll lend down. I don't know who doesn't show. know Reese in Manchester. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Literally. So, I think for me, the place I'm at now is you know what this is. Uh, I think I spoke to you about this at the end of last year. You me how my, my own ego roughed me up because mm. my own people said to me, okay. We are in, in a pandemic, so I can't ask you when the last time you performed was without you having an excuse. Mm -hmm. But why do you not have your book together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm still waiting on them poems, by the way, you know. And I had to start to sit with that for myself. And my ego roughed me up, you know, cat. It, it, it punched me up differently. It, it, it come like it was collecting my dinner money and it emptied out my pockets like, yo, where <laughs> is your book? Because you can't keep telling, you can't keep telling these youngers that, you know, you're a poet, you're a poet, but you know, you do your little Debbie Debbie show every now and again, you'll present new work at new shows. Mm. But where is your book? You have been writing for over half of your life. Where is your book? Mm. And that's what caused me to take a step back and say, let me get this book together. Let me get this collection together and let it be fire. And what those young people are going to get from me as a result of me putting together this work is a heightened version of myself. They're going to get the reach that's been to the gym yeah. and that is um, taking CMOS on a daily level yeah. and um, Okra Punch, you know what I'm saying, uh, as Burning Sage regular, you know, <laughs> Super Sage. Saiyan Reese and it Reese on steroids, you know? I think you're right. And 
it's real funny that you hit on that because I think those of us that do work with young people, you can also sacrifice a lot for working with them in between trying to do your own career, working with young people, trying to make money. You can get completely and utterly sucked into this void. And Mm -hmm. if I'll be honest with you, it's been a couple of years now. Not that I've been dissatisfied with the work, but I've been trying to find a way to to create more of my own work, Mm -hmm. to have more time to create more of that balance you know mm. especially when you yeah. see youngsters that you're working with and they've got their books and they've got this and, and I'm like oh shoot mm. come on it's a mad one it's, it's mad it's mad because it's embarrassing. because uh, do you know what it is I have this I have this I have the same conversation right in the sense of like this this thing around validation of stories and work and what have you and I'm like I'm currently working on my book at the moment. By the same time, I'm getting called up to do this workshop or to facilitate this, to facilitate this or to do this masterclass, and I'm like, but hold on, ha, ha. you lot are taking me super serious, and I'm just like, I'm still working on my book. I'm just like, it's that. But then I'm told every single time, it's almost like it's not necessarily in this kind of end result of a of a book or something like that. It's almost to take into consideration that people will see the work you've been doing for mm-hmm. in, in, in just over time. So that in a way, it, it kind of just, it doesn't make the book anything. It doesn't matter. People will take into consideration and they understand yeah, the work you've been doing, it's, right? It's more about making sure that your creativity and your production uh-huh does not falter because of the work that you're putting in everybody else. So oh. I don't know, it doesn't matter that it's a book, this it is, doesn't matter whether it's a film, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's an audio play. All I know is that the lockdown just gave me that space. Yeah. But do you yes. give me the time to think, Cat, what are you really doing? You've been working really hard. You've been surviving. You've been grafting. Yeah. You've done everything you were supposed to do, but you didn't do the novel that you was meant to write when you were in your twenties. You have where's the plays? You know, I am a storyteller. Right. Don't let me dead without my statues. So, but you know, that on is a, a serious note, seeing how many people passed this year because yeah, yeah, year, like wasn't expecting to. I, you know. Some with you, I can help young people by sending my things out into the world. There's only a certain amount of young people that I can come in contact with. Yeah. And I've trained my children. They're out there now. And they're, they're out there it. now. Yeah. They need okay. me to sit down in a yard and not to be running around all of London, all of the world, all of UK and running little workshops. They need me to sit down and create. I guess, I guess, I guess the thing, and I, oh my gosh, ah, uh, uh, time. But I guess the thing is, yeah. It's in 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 being the in being the person that is championing this. If we're gonna say that we're championing this ownership of voice going forward, yeah, and you've been doing that, it, I guess it's the question now: Does it come at a sacrifice of your own? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it has to, but it has you don't to. Have to finish. <laughs> of course, it, it does. It has to. It has to. But the thing it is, but, but, but the thing is, I guess, but it, it comes at a sacrifice, right? It comes at a huge sacrifice because you're the one there out in the fields fighting the fight, the great fight, and other folks will probably just be like, "All right, cool, fight that fight." I'm just gonna write this book real quick, but it's off your energy also, it's and about boom. Survival, and we- Yomi. It is about it is, survival. It is survival. It's about rent have to get paid, mortgage have to get paid, food have to get paid. But does that There's, does that does that impact? Everyone, you know what I mean? Do you know what it, 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 we're talking about the rent? And I guess it's a very good point, Kat. It's huge because it's like you for your voice to be heard. It comes at a 
it mm. comes at a cost. Mm. And sometimes yeah. that cost is you don't get booked for that gig. Sometimes that cost is money for, money for the rent, the food, mm. all this stuff always gets jeopardized and is compromised because you're speaking so much truth. Because promoters are shook now because they don't know if we book you, we're not going to get... We're not going to get a happy side of you the one day or the vex side of you the one day. because yep. So now it starts to impact your career. And how mad is that? That I feel, and I don't know if, 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 if and, and I guess this is why we're talking on this platform in a sense of saying, is it something that is, that is, that is, that pertains to black people specifically in a sense of that, Again, one thing, one of the actual, one of the stereotypes or attributes of spoken word is that it's, it's majority um, black people because it's, it's almost like it's been separated to a certain degree, right? So now it's the thing of at what cost now is the truth, the, on, the, the truth from the likes of ourselves at the detriment of our own careers? But, but is, is, it, is it something that is something that, is, is it something that, has been a thought to you to be like, right, am I not no. getting this gig because of this? Or what is that? Is that this? What's the cost of this own truth that we're talking about so much? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never felt that. And if it's yeah. been out there, I haven't given a damn about it. I yeah. haven't felt it because my thing is, may I die speaking my truth and then may I die hungry. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Everything is a scrabble, you know, as artists, there is a balance that you have to make to work and create. And, you know, if you've got kids, you know, when I look around, uh, you know, my generation, a lot of them have had to go off and do different things because they've basically, they've had to survive. So I yeah. kind of look around and I see where are the female poets, black poets anyway, in their forties that were there with me 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. People have to make decisions. Um, no, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't worry about that. I mean, if I've lost work, I don't know, because it never got offered, didn't it? <laughs> this is, this is talking the thing, <laughs> I think the thing for me, Kat, <laughs> I never expected poetry to be a living. I'll be honest with you. I never, I never, at least not in the past, not up until maybe the past five years where I've been invoicing people for work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually a thing to get paid for what you do. Yeah, what you love. In yeah. that regard, I've never watched, you know, who's getting opportunities Mm. over me in that way or you know I've let me rephrase that I've seen it but I've not watched it yeah. there's a difference I've seen definitely the nepotism and the cronyism because we know of some course. of the platforms that some of our counterparts get that don't look like us yeah sometimes they've not put in the craft we've put in yeah. of course yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes and again even going back to what Young was saying around the snobbery of you know mm. people labeling your word as spoken word mate and I've, I've had to cut people down to introduce me as a spoken word artist I said my bio says poet and again, I don't say that to denigrate spoken word, but mm. if you look at my work on the page, even poems I'm performing for you, there's a haiku for you. Mm. There's a sonnet for you. There is, you know, all these things that we teach in university. I can do that in my work. Mm. You understand what I mean? No, of course. Um, and I mm. think that, that that's kind of where, more than anything, if I have nothing else, I have pride in my craft. Yeah. And aside from that, I'm going to keep creating regardless of whether you're giving me a platform to do it or not. And I think the younger ones are teaching us as well. Yeah. Like we yeah. don't have to sit down and wait for the crumbs. Like we can create the videos. We can create the plays. We can create the audio. Fully. We can create all of that. Where Fully. before you had to, listen, if this year has not taught us that, yeah? Mm. That can do it yourself. create our own thing. Yeah, yeah of the DIY. And yes, I, think I don't know what you've been doing the, with the last year. The Honestly, thing, yeah. you have not learned that we've got access to, in, from time you got internet, 
Yeah, you, you could put out your own records, your own videos, your own poems. My little Thursday night workshop, women's workshop, that thing is paying my rent right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. One, I called that shit. I called it how to write the crap away, how to write the sh away. I've got 15 women a week now. God bless wow. them. We meet every Thursday. No, 20 women a week, I beg of you. Sorry, we meet every Thursday, 20 women a week. It's not It's not an expensive course at yeah, all. But people yeah, people kind of session. That one little Thursday night course is paying my rent. When I tell you I found my hustle this year, <laughs> I found yes. my hustle. I was like, I'm not going to starve. Let me start hustling. People yeah. weren't dashing work at me. I'm yeah. getting work, but it wasn't like I saw people getting things. I was like, racket, like, you know, the phone is not ringing that hard. Make your own work. If this year has not taught you that we don't have to mm -hmm. sit back and take the crumbs, Damn. I don't know what you've learned. So is we there, can create audio plays. We can do yes. all the things we want to do. So is there... Is and, there... It, and the crazy thing is, Kat, is that even the, the artists that are smashing it as poets, the thing that everyone's craving is time. Yeah, and if anything that we've had this last year is time, it's and that's time. the thing for me. It is. I had a couple of months where I was stressed. I was like, you know what, man's freelance work has gone to pot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was always in school, yeah. I was always in college, I was always in youth settings, I was always up and up and down the motorway in, in in the north of Manchester doing workshops. Where's that work gone? And I said, you know what? Alongside doing that, if I was lucky, I'd get a poem a week. If I was lucky, and that's mm. if I was really productive. You know what? Let me just settle for the blessing because I would not have chosen for myself. Fargo that money, that income that you've got, but it means that you can step forward with your own creativity. So now, you know, I've, I've got my collection. I'm probably a third of the way through. I would have never got to that place. I've got an album. Of when am I reading these poems, B? Oh, when am I reading these poems? I don't understand yeah. when I'm going to read these um, poems. I'm waiting. Sorry. I think there's a technical difficulty. I can't, I can't hear you very well. You're, you're breaking up. <laughs> but I think, Reese, what, you, what you've hit on the, na the nail on the head is we were all suffering from this disease of oh busyness. Yeah. yeah. We were all suffering from the disease of busyness. So true. But it's not, yes. no, no, no. I need to stop both of you there. It's not, it's the, it's the I need to produce that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Listen, it's not it's the same, it's not necessarily just the busyness, but I think you have both done so much work in prioritizing other, other people. people. I think we have to we can't negate that you've done so much work in prioritizing other people. So it's it's you it's, it's, mean to. I think you no, just but it's, it's, comes and you take it and it's it just turns oh, you're come trying on. to juggle everything and you're trying to survive, and then before you know it. Time yeah, gone. time's gone. But at the same time now, it's almost a thing of, wow, so you can't go out. Like, you have to focus on self and you have to make this work. And you've created work. Like, like I was seeing poems from you, like, just come out of no one's business all for the best part of 2020. Like, you weren't even trying to mess about because you've got time. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to try to focus yeah. on working with these groups here and there. And if you do, it's, mm -hmm. it's at your own... It's, it's, it's at your own pace. Do you see what yeah, I mean? I've been doing like so, Quincy's um, um, radio show on Supreme yeah. every Monday and Wednesday since about April. Mad. So I've been knocking out two poems a week. I've Instagram poem queen. I've just been, I've been doing the videos. I've you're having, in a way, you're just, you're, you're taking back time for yourself. And in a way, you're having fun in some areas as well. And you're responding, you're responding to the goings on that, that, matters to you um i need to really oh my gosh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna stop uh reese actually no both yeah. both 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 of you 
What's on the bookshelf? Well, I've been doing the audio reading. Um, I've got a spin bike. I invested in a second-hand spin bike. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> spin bike. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so what I like to do is I like to do an hour on the bike and I listen to audios. And While on the bike? Listening to, yeah, so I listen to audio plays on the bike. It's wicked. It's wicked, wicked, wow. wicked. And the first one I listened to was Laura Dockrell, What Have I Done? And that was awesome. a poet. And that was about her um, journey through postpartum psychosis. And it's wow. an amazing memoir, if you haven't read it. Yeah. But now I'm actually on Lem Seisei's. Oh, his, his autobiography, um, his memoir? Yeah, my name is Why. When I tell yeah, you that yeah, yeah. book. Yeah, yes, I'm hearing some I, good things about the book, man. Memoir, a ball. It's not really easy <laughs> to make a ball. Um, I just fit that whole book. I'm about three thirds of the way through, and I only listen to it when I'm on the bike. It's like a reward. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to Lem again and work on yeah. the same time. And but yeah, his book, please, if you haven't read it, and the fact that he's a poet and he's written his memoir, inspiring. And also, Lem really fits into this discussion in terms mm-hmm. of telling your own story and and the importance of your own story because. The play, which I'd even, I'd, oh, I, I was around at that time, but I wasn't around theatre at that time. If I was, I would have, I would have gone to watch this play. But I was just speaking about his his life for the most part, which I think he's he's going through. No, it's the my name. Um, my name is why. Is why yes yeah my name is why and the thing is it's all set up it's all set up in the north as well I think it's a book that you'll definitely be able to relate to um, it's a stunning piece of writing and an inspiring you know as as a poet if you read that you'll be like yeah it's an language that we understand yeah, yeah. if Lem can do it we can do it wicked um, Reese what about you what about you at the minute there's a few things that I'm reading I I tend to be that way I read a few things at a time you're like Khadija um, Khadija tried to come to Caleb. me with like 16 books yeah. yesterday you know I had to cut out to like two books I'm like you can't so come like, to me with 16 books <laughs> so um, Caleb Femi's collection poor he's on heavy rotation at the minute man that book Wicked. is doing stuff to me man I say that in like the most positive way um, there's also a book by a poet called uh, Ahmad Jamal Johnson which is called Imperial Liquor mm-hmm which is absolutely fire. It's a gorgeous title. Uh, what else? I'm going to read in top three at the minute. I'm um, also, yeah, mate, Kai, um, sorry, Nee Park's new book, The Gaze. Yeah, yeah. Special, Do you know, Nee, you were talking special, to Nee yesterday. I just, I was teasing Nee a little bit yesterday and just talking about how he's got his foot, he's got his photography on lock for the cover of that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pure doing sexy poses. I'm just like, all right, cool. Actually, no, while I'm here, while I am here, yeah, between me, Roger, and Kat, you're not taking liberties in terms of how you're making these pictures just do what they need to be doing because you're trying to make people like me work out in these streets. I'm just like, what are you not doing? You're not even okay. trying to kick Martin back into <laughs> Make you look good even when you don't look good because they're gay, oh. isn't it? Oh, it's it. <laughs> the um, camera in it is through his gaze, isn't it? So no one else can make me good, look good like Rob. I know that people ask me all the time, Cat, come do take some pictures. Can you model for me now, man? You can't, yeah, I will come out looking busted straight up. <laughs> like only Rob can take pictures. Hold tight, Rob. Um, also, I feel like Rob has definitely witnessed my own growth through the years as well. So I want to really big up Rob and just big and up his, his, up his to the partners. Like, yo, I live quite an unconventional life as a Yo. female do you know what I mean like 
the other day I was on Zoom with my sister and Rob came in with the mop and was mopping up the living and she was like, Rakat, do you like loan him out? You know what I mean? And it shouldn't really be like that, but he is my support. Yeah. Like he is, you know, tech for the shows, light for the shows, yeah. music, yeah. visuals for the shows, music. It's, I like. it's, it's, it's important. It's important. Us, supporting us as well that makes this thing possible. I know? um I I think that's one thing we didn't touch on fully was the support mechanisms in the in the event that boy the poem was a little bit too raw, mm. and then you come back and then there's even even if that space wasn't there to necessarily take to the work, you can return to a space that is supportive and understands why you're doing what you're doing because that's very important. Uh, if you feel at a point where the work or whatever you're doing, people are not yet, they haven't, they, they just don't get it yet. They don't understand what you're trying to do. The rejections, which you, the rejections that come in thick and fast, but the support mechanisms around you at the point of maybe wanting to give up that keeps you going because you know that there is truth and there is an honesty and there's an integrity and a principle to the work you're doing. And I think there's a there's a way different conversation in regards to support that we need to um yeah. and I hope to at one point to have a drink to talk to you about it. But but really if I yeah. was to do it, engineer Drew, producer now will come in there, kicking the doors. Yeah. No, but I hear you like I've been quite chest beaty today and I just want people to know that I've had my times and during the year. And if I didn't have that support just holding me up and saying, Kat, don't worry that the BBC didn't want that. Don't worry that the agent didn't like that. No. I, 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 boy. It's, it's important. It's very important. Um, thank you both. Thank you so much in just being very transparent. I think we went, we went practically everywhere in regards to what it means to, to, to own our stories and why our stories are important and why we need to be we need to be the ones at the forefront talking about our stories. I look forward mm. to um I look forward to the masses hearing this. I look forward I just would I just I, I, I can't thank you enough for just the 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 just the the place you have in my own life in terms of just what your energy has done over time. Kat, I remember one time we performed at BCA. Um it was you, mm. Roger, Malaika. Yes. You yes. lot come up on that. Yeah, set fire on this stage. I had to okay. I had to draw myself back and be like, raw. <laughs> okay, okay. So if I because if I go, I need to match the energy that is that I'm witnessing. And all that I witnessed that evening was just mm. folks that were just setting so much pain. I came out of there like I'm I'm so proud. I'm I, just 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 the feeling to be alongside you all was amazing. And and yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Reese. Thank you as well for the work you do and for this as well. No, thank thank you, thank you Reese. Occupy these spaces. I look forward to reading some poems. And the book, the book. And the book. <laughs> and everything else. And 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 yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk soon. Thank you very, very much. Until until we meet in a physical, man. Yes. Take Definitely. care. Take care, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Don't 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 log off anything. Don't lock anything off. Keep it, keep it, keep it going. Hoy! Oh my. <gasps> oh! Oh my gosh, let's come back at Reese, come back, come back into the gear. I'm still here. I'm you, still here. We bro. still, we, God, we need, we need this poem. Was like you hosted. <laughs> oh my God, we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming in. 
Oh my days. I thought, do you know what it is? I thought that was sticking a head for her. I thought I was in trouble. I was like, oh my gosh, she's a rapper, it's a rapper. <laughs> we need we need a poem. We need your poem. Yes, man. So we need your poem. Yeah. So wait, so let me are you producing you that engineer Drew? Are you gonna give me the countdown? This is life. All right. Wicked, 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 wicked. All right, all right. Cool. I'm just gonna go from the book section. Wicked. What's get well, I've got my I got the Insta live on, so people are like, "Raw, what's this conversation happening?" Because all they can hear is my voice. What's going on, people? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna redo it. I'm gonna take it from the. All right, all right, producer, that allow me in it. What's this is uh, this isn't what I normally I do. It. This isn't my gig at any streets, B. I'm not wasting time. This is just what we do. All right, cool. Let's rock and roll. Okay. All right, all right. Reese, you got a yes, poem sir. for us. Just let, let's hear this. Let's hear this poem. Let's hear this poem and yeah. in 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 light of just everything that we've been just discussing today. Yeah. So um, this is the origin story of Reese the poet. So here we go. This poet did not write himself. Was not born on an unwanted syllable of a child on a Mancunian housing estate. But his stock. This ancient is maroon and it's great. His mother did not shop at Whole Foods or a unicorn. His father was not a uniform rapper. And this poem doesn't matter because the poet's face isn't one to which the masses gather, but he is the greatest narrative his ancestors ever wrote. The greatest narrative the Creoles ever spoke. This poet was cut from the writer's room at 16. He was a premature 16-bar bundle of barbed wire. Inner voice, young, did not possess the lungs to sing a song of identity. His verse was lacking in truth. Too slack to ever get that gunfinger salute, just weak embers knocking on the door of the booth. This poet did not write himself. Did not prescribe himself a pen and pad like homemade medicine. Mm. Did not teach himself that you should write about anything or everything that stops you from sleeping at night. A shade to the great Mr. Paul Gilday that Loki of English literature that taught him, you can be the architect of your own life. Mm. This poet did not write himself, and he soon learned that it is his duty to tell the truth and make it beautiful. This poet's origin is in you and Mary Baraka. This poet is not on your curriculum yet. He is still alive, too black, and too metaphors, too short to be thought of as anything other than urban. And this poet has got away with murder wielded a biro in his fist like Merlin did Excalibur and massacred dragon-sized demons before arenas of witnesses to a, sound to a soundtrack of polite applause and sometimes finger clicks. This poet is glad that you're listening. He needs you to know that he did not write himself, that he is grateful that the griots of old vacated their village fires and paused their own burning narratives for long enough to train him in the craft of speaking easy. This poet did not write himself. And here and now, he finds himself. Pen poised to scribe the next tribal giants. May he write with an honest hand and steady fingers. This poet did not write himself. <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome poem, awesome poem. 
And um, yeah, just just again, I'll just super super quick. Just just on that, I'm just thinking about the different forums that are now providing space for black writers to really share their work. So I'm thinking of Obsidian Foundation. I'm thinking of Carve Khan. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Kalilu, and all of these all of these um, infrastructures and organizations. They're really doing that, and and long may it continue at the same time as well. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Thank you for listening to Apples and Snakes, the podcast. I've been your host, Yomi Shode, and I hope you've enjoyed today's deep dive into the lives of black British poets and creatives. Big ups to audio producer Drew Hawley at the Lab Studios. If you want to find out more about Apples and Snakes, head over to www.applesandsnakes.org and follow Apples and Snakes on all social media channels. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, please 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 subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on apple podcasts